0: Welcome to the She's the Owner podcast. I'm your host, Kara McCarron. On this podcast, you will find tips on business, relationships, and personal growth. I keep it real, I keep it honest, but I say it with love. As a coach and entrepreneur of over 20 years, I have a whole host of takes on all aspects of personal development. So grab a coffee and buckle up. This is the She's the Owner podcast. Hey everybody, this is the She's the Owner podcast. I'm your host, Kara McCarron, and this episode is called honey I'm emotionally home so I wanted I so so in an effort to keep things nice and conducive um we are on much more of a stricter plan I don't know if that even matters to you or not but basically what it means is when I do a podcast we're going to do a live on it we're going to write content around it so that you're not you know feeling as disjointed as I've felt and truthfully um maybe that's my emotional home feeling disjointed I don't know We'll see, I'll I'll get into it and you'll kind of figure it out on your own. So when, when I talk about emotional home, this is not a concept that I came up with, this is a concept that Tony Robbins teaches and I learned it a bunch of years ago at my first UPW. And at first I was like, what are you talking about emotional home? Like I'm so confused, what does that even mean? Basically it means your default setting when things get a little sticky for you. And so what that might look like for some of you might be anger. Uh, some of your emotional home might be worry. That is like my, my, you know, uh, flavor of of emotion when I'm feeling stressed or I'm feeling, um, you know, just life isn't going the way that I want it to. I tend to revert back to worry, anxiety, and anger. Those are kind of my three flavors. And really, you know, like what's what do you feel typically when you're at home? You feel cozy? You feel safe? You feel like... Uh, may not be perfect, but I know this shit. And so you get sort of comfortable going back to this emotional home over and over again, until you consciously make a decision to move out of that. Anytime you get tested, you're going to go back to that emotional home. And that now for some of you, that might be laughter, excuse me, some of you that might be, um, like nothing negative, but most of the time, if you're not consciously aware of it and you're not making things or doing things to change it, you're going to end up going back to this negative emotional home. And so really when we talk about that, um, you know, the, the home, it's really, you're talking about emotional mastery. And I've said this a million times and I'll say it a million more times. Nobody has control over your emotions. Literally no one. There's not a single person on this planet who has control over your emotions. The only person that manages and controls that is you. And so does that mean that shit isn't going to happen for you? Does that mean that things aren't going to upset you? Of course not. Of course it doesn't mean that. I mean, when my mom passed, you know, emotionally that devastated me, right? She didn't do it on purpose to upset me, but she died. And so I had a choice like She's not sitting there deciding how I feel about it. I'm deciding how I feel about it. I'm the one who's able to manage it or not manage it. And so when you are able to master your emotions in real time in the moments that count that's when things start to get less scary that's when things start to get less um you're less depressed you're less upset uh you can help other people right like so let's just say you're you're in a situation where somebody is like there's a house on fire and your emotional home is to go back to anxiety when shit starts to hit the fan how powerful are you in that moment if you just revert back to something that's completely disempowering to you you're not right? The house is going to burn down. People inside are going to die. Now I'm not suggesting that you're always in fight or flight mode, but I'm mode. But I'm saying just be aware of like where you go when things aren't going your way. A lot of times it's victimhood. Um, I coach with women in particular, as you know, and I've coached women along the way who definitely their emotional home was to be the victim, feel sorry for themselves because that's just what's worked, right? Like For me, when I would go back to anger, the reason that worked for me, the reason that I would go back to that home was because I felt safe in that mode. Was it the best thing for my body, my soul, all of those? No, absolutely not. But I felt safe. And so when I felt safe, that's where I wanted to be. It didn't mean that was the right place to be. It didn't mean being a victim is the right place to be. It doesn't mean that. It just means that's where you're comfortable. And when I talk about personal development, I'm always trying to teach you guys that This stuff is never going to feel easy. Personal development is never going to feel easy ever. Like if it, and I, you know, one of my favorite things that I say is pain or growth is pain and then it's freedom. And that's the reality of it. That's the truth. Like when you're conscious of, if somebody is saying something to you, and you're starting to bubble up and emotion is starting to bubble up and you think, oh man, I can't control this. I'm just going to have freak out. and I'm going to tell this person to fuck off or whatever the thing is. If you are able to master that response in real time, do you know how much fucking freedom you're going to have in your life? It's incredible because Literally, mastering your emotions is the difference between your business succeeding, your relationship succeeding, your everything, your self-love, your healthy body. It's like the single most powerful thing you can do is to be able to control and master the emotion in any given situation. Somebody like right now, emotions are super high, right? We're at the hopefully the tail end of COVID. And I mean, we are at the tail end of COVID for a long time, but the pandemic And people's emotions, for whatever reason, like maybe it's because everyone's really sick and effing tired of it, but people are spent. So everybody, like, it's like, you know, Tony talks about rubbing a, if you take a a cat hair and you rub it on an open wound, that person's going to go bonkers, right? If there's a scab on it and you put a little hair on it, it's not really a big deal. But if that wound is open, that will evoke a pretty significant response from that person. So it's like, that's how people are feeling right now. Any little thing is setting everybody off. Now imagine if we were living in a world where everyone could literally manage how they feel about it. If they could stop in real time and say, hold on a second, let me ask myself, why am I actually responding in this way? Why am I thinking like this? Ask yourself, get curious. You guys, I tell you this all the time if you are at the store and somebody runs your cart, you know, off to the wrong aisle or somebody cuts you off in the parking lot and your emotional response is to flip out, that is a part. No, it's not easy, right? Like those moments, that's when you really have to dig. But those are the moments where you get to sit, take a deep breath and say, okay, why is this triggering me? Why is this making me freak out like this? Why am I getting so mad? Because someone cut me off. And I will venture a guess that, you know, 10 times out of 10, it's because you're attaching meaning to the thing. Well, that person, like oftentimes, that you'll hear it when they're fighting or whatever happens, that person doesn't give it, that person has no respect for me. That person doesn't give a shit. Well, they probably aren't even aware of you or your situation. But if you could master yourself in that moment, not get pissed off, not freak out, not lean on your horn for 10 minutes, that first of all, energetically, that's going to pass through you really quick right? If you choose to sit in that shitty energy, that's going into the grocery store with you. That's going down the aisles with you. That's picking up the fruit with you. That's going home with you. And that's going on to your husband or wife, or that's going on to your children, or that's going to bed with you. Like it's not just black and white where you can go, oh, I had to freak out and leave it. it the body doesn't work that way. Our, our nervous system will hold on to it. And if you continue to do it over and over and over again, it will really hang on to it. So think about it when you're in these real time moments, there's nothing that like, you know, sometimes it takes really significant shit to really rattle you. Right. And to make you understand, like nothing is that serious, like nothing is that serious. I don't know a single person like if you all lost your job right now and shit hit the fan and you didn't have money coming in. I guarantee I pretty much guarantee that you're not fuck it I guarantee it because like if you're listening and this shit happened to you and you need a place to crash you can crash at my house. Like there's no there's no situation where if you give it power to lose your mind on something it's just going to keep festering and get worse. If you rail it in and pull it back in and take some nice deep cleansing breaths. I'm just okay. I have a choice here on how I manage this emotion that I'm about to feel. What is it trying? You know, when you're thinking about, I'm getting really pissed off right now, I'm getting really scared, right? I just lost my job or I lost a huge client. I'm really scared. It's a perfect time to catch yourself when you're reacting to something, ask yourself, where is this emotion trying to lead me to? Get real about it. If it's anger, let it come up. Let yourself feel it, but ask the emotion, what are you trying to take me to? Like, I mean, some of you are old enough to remember Lassie literally, the dog would come out and they'd say, what are you trying to tell me, girl? What are you trying to tell me, Lassie? That's a a perfect example. When you're pissed about something really tiny and that's your emotional home, i.e. that's your default, ask yourself, what is this anger trying to teach me? What am I trying to, where is it trying to lead me? Okay, ask yourself, ask yourself, why is this setting you off? Is this something that happens to you over and over and over again? Do you continuously get pissed off at the smallest, tiniest little things? Ask yourself that, right? Ask yourself why does this little thing set me off? And if you're not sure, just like I always say, this is the. the I mean, I sound like a broken record, I'm beating a dead horse. The whole, all the analogy. I hate that one though, actually, because I love horses. Why would we say that? But if you're just get curious, ask yourself why might this be upsetting me in this moment, right? The other, number three, so I'm just giving you a list of, these are kind of how to use emotional mastery. So that was one and two. Number three is think about other, the other person's model of the world. What might they be going through? Like when my mom passed, my dad was like, "What? totally checked out. He was probably walking into shit, probably making wrong turns on streets, probably driving slower than normal. My dad used to love to drive slow. And it's like, okay, but think about his model of the world. His wife just died. So I'm going to give him some allowances. I don't know what's happening in a person's life when they do something to me, but my emotional home will tell me like, if I'm instantly like put off because this person cut me off or they're not moving, like, and I've caught myself doing it. You guys, this is the thing when it comes to growth, it never, ever ends. Because if we get, if we get to a plateau, then our, our souls are just like, this is, this is lame. I don't want to do this anymore. So there's never an end point. You're always going to grow. And I definitely have moments where I'm still catching myself getting pissed off. Right. My daughter and I just got into an argument the other day and I was still like, my emotional home was panic and worry. Where's this going to go? Are we going to not speak all the things? But I was like, okay, I just, I have to master my emotion around this. What is this really meaning? What meaning am I attaching to it? All the things, but you have to, it's, it's constant. You know, if I, if I got upset about something, say eight out of 10 times five years ago, now I might get upset over one or two things out of 10. It, you definitely shift, but then the the stuff, like the, the beautiful thing about personal development, it is like an onion. If you've seen Shrek, you know what I'm talking about. The ogres are like onions. But when you just peel off the top, right, that first piece, you think, holy shit, that was a huge epiphany. Oh my God. I'm like all this incredible shit's happening for me, blah, blah, blah. But then you peel off another. And, and there's always like the outside stuff I find, you know, when you start personal development, it doesn't feel easy, but when you've been in it like me for a bunch of years and you've like, you've done some deep, deep, deep healing, the outer part when I look back, I'm like, Oh man, shit, that was easy. This stuff is the hard part because it's like the stuff that's really deeply, deeply ingrained in that subconscious, really deeply ingrained in who you identify as all of those things. So as you, as you continue, the, the beginning seems like it's the tough part. It's not like once you, in hindsight, But like, it's always a work in progress. There's always going to be situations, the universe, like a lot of people say, and I believe this, the universe is going to keep teaching you the thing until you friggin learn the lesson. And if you don't learn the lesson, you're going to, it's going to keep showing up and up and up and up. Like I know so many people who are like, I don't know why I keep bringing the same guy in my life. Oh my God. Cause you haven't learned the f and lesson yet. You're not getting real about it. You're not getting centered. You're not getting curious. You're just like, Oh, I met this guy and it's fine. and It's all good. But that's not how it works. It's not how it works. You're not learning the lesson. So you're getting It's it, if you're happy, that's one thing. But I'm talking about the people who complain, whatever you're complaining about, the universe is still giving that to you because you haven't actually learned the lesson. Number four, remember you are in an interaction with somebody. Look at what their emotional home might be. Can you gently move them out? This is a big one, you guys, right? Like when I crew UPW, um, we are surrounded by whether it's virtual or in person, you know, 10,000 know, 10, people or more. And one of the things we learned in Leadership Academy was to model the other person's energy and model the other person to pull them out. So it's not like if somebody's angry with me, I'm not going to, I'm not going to get angry and stay angry, but I'm going to meet them there. And then I'm going to gently take them out of their home. And I, if I could tell you exactly how I do it, I would, I mean, I, who knows, right? I can't. It's just something that's intrinsic in me. I don't know if it's just that I'm good at building rapport or I've, I feel that it's a, it's a being in the heart thing. So if you're in your head, it's not going to work. If you're in your heart, it's definitely something that will um, start to happen naturally for you. But I've been in situations just this past UPW where like there was one guy who's who suicidal and we had a conversation and he was really um, sort of amped and so I met him at his amp and then I slowly brought him down to where I needed him to be to start being able to get some leverage around him and have him look at things a bit differently. But if I, if I had met him at his amped level and stayed there, nothing would have happened you know? And the other thing too, is like, as an empath, you got to be careful, right? You want to protect your own energy too. So if I'm heightened and I'm like, yeah, blah, blah, blah with this guy. And like, there's no, there's no bringing him back down to like a level that is more peaceful and more empowering then I'm in trouble too. So it's really important to remember what their emotional home might be. And then how can you gently move them out? Number five, what in this situation, and I, we kind of went over this, but what is the situation trying to show you? Um, I was triggered. So I just, well, I'm going to tell it to you. I was triggered by something recently and my instinct was to go to worry and anger. And then I paused and I asked, what is this showing me? Turns out it was showing me that I wasn't healed around certain things yet. It meant that I needed the work. And so that's a beautiful, really tough lesson. If something is, someone does something to you, And it evokes some type of emotional response. And you go to your emotional home, which mine is worry and anger. I'm not looking at the person who did the thing. I'm, I'm letting it. And now ladies, gentlemen, this is not easy for sure, but it is really, really important in, in terms of how you're going to grow past this stuff. I didn't look for a second. I looked at the person and I was like, Oh, I can't believe this person did this, blah, 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 blah but because of my coaching and because of the people around me I was able to come down to okay bah it has nothing to do with that person the fact is that it bothered me therefore I still have work to do around this thing not nothing it's not about them in this moment they did the thing right? The thing that they're doing has nothing to do with me. The way they behave does not have anything to do with me. The way that I respond, my emotional home, wherever my default is, that has to do with me. So what that thing that happened showed me was like, I wasn't healed around something because it bothered me. It really, really bothered me. I got pissed off. I got worried. I got scared. I got sad. I got a whole bunch of different, like a buffet of emotions around this thing. So for me to be able to say, it means that I need the work, that's a big aha moment. And now I'm actively working on it. And I'm not even sure where that's going to lead. But all I know is that if I was healed around that type of behavior from another person, it wouldn't have bothered me the way that it did, but it did. So that is a lesson to me that, okay, well, uh, Kara, you obviously have some work to do around this type of behavior. Number six, and my favorite thing ever, building rapport. If you can master your emotions, it means you can build rapport quickly with people. And this will absolutely impact your business's bottom line if we're talking about business if you have the ability to build rapport and you can master your emotions for example if somebody's on a sales call with you and i teach like i coach my daughter i teach other people if if that person's energy is like wild right and they're all over the place first of all lean into that just ask self is this somebody that I can handle? Is this someone I want to work with? If it's not a fuck yes, it's a no. That's my rule on everything. If you feel like intuitively and, and intuition really requires you to get still, again, take some nice and deep breaths, close your eyes and just ask your higher self, is this the right thing for me? And then whenever she responds, you listen. But if you are able to, if I, you know, I've been on sales calls back when I worked for other people. That the the guys were super aggressive. Like I worked in digital marketing and SEO, and there were some men who were like, "Bubba, this is what I need, and this is how I like it." And da 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 da, and I was like, "What? Holy crap!" So first of all, my instinct was, "This is a shitty client." Okay, but I didn't work for myself yet, so I I really just kind of went along with it. Nowadays, I would definitely not take that person on. But if I'm able to build rapport I have to be able to manage my own emotions in that situation I can't get triggered I can't get pissy I can't get where it's like oh my god this guy's such a dick oh my god this doesn't. I can't do any of those things I have to be able to manage my own emotion because he might say things that really offend me or he might say things that he doesn't even mean to offend but they do he might say stuff about the company like there's a million things if I react I can't build rapport like it's literally that simple. So if you're able to master your emotions around this, then you can build rapport with people. And now the other the other glaring thing, like if you work for yourself, my disclaimer to this is that you definitely don't wanna be taking, like this is not in lieu of intuition. If your intuition is like, this person's not a good fit, let them be a not a good fit. There are many other people who will come into your orbit, who are going to be perfect dream clients, whatever your business is. So don't get tied to, I have to build rapport to turn this around. Sometimes it's not even worth it. Right? So these, like in reality, mastering your emotions takes practice. It's not something that will happen overnight. It's going to take a lot of like, holy shit. Okay. I got to really sit with this. Right. But give yourself grace. Like there, there's n- nobody woke up, you know, at whatever t- year of their life thinking, oh, I'm perfect now. I, I can figure I can handle anything. There's shit that triggers me still all the time. It's no big deal, but I'm aware of it. And I get to ask questions. And that's always the thing is get curious about, <clears throat> excuse me, what exactly is this trying to show you? So if you want a little bit of homework, write down your, where is your emotional home? Figure it out. Like, where do you, if shit gets tough and things aren't going your way, where do you end up? That is your emotional home. So when you're looking at it, if it's anger, if it's sadness, if it's frustration, if it's whatever the thing is, look at it and ask yourself, okay, how do I move my ass out of this house gently? Because I will literally say to myself, I have to pack a bag and I got to go. I'm not staying in this crappy house anymore. Like I'm done. And actually at the end of my blog, I, I made that joke, but it's the truth. I packed it up, I moved the boxes, handed in the keys, but sometimes I like to drive by just to remember my old house. And that's the truth, right? But more often than not, I'm not even going there anymore because I can catch myself. But this is practice, practice, practice. And that's why like some of the time we, in personal development, we're like, oh, I've heard this before. Maybe that's your emotional home. Maybe you're just stuck up or you're stubborn. Maybe that's your emotional home. Oh, I've heard this a million times, cool. But the result of your life, the way that your life is going is an, it is, is an actual direct relation to what your subconscious thinks. So if you're sitting here being like, I've heard all this before, right? Maybe you are, maybe you're not. But if you are saying that, and you're still not happy in your life, and you're still not feeling abundant, and you're still not living this, the life that you say consciously that you want, all that means is that your subconscious doesn't believe you yet. So you needed to hear this again because you didn't get it the first three or four times. And maybe this time you won't either, but at least it's compounding. Eventually your subconscious will be like, okay, I guess we need to learn this lesson. I need to move my emotional home. So if you're in victimhood, if you're in anger, if you're in any of those negative spaces, just start to ask the questions. Okay. All right, guys, I love you. We'll see you on the next episode. Bye.